happy to kick off the 23 men's breakfast. Uh, certainly excited to, to be back together with you, catch up on, on many different things. Wanted to kick it off with, with announcements. We are into our 28th year of AYL. Just what a tremendous ministry that we have with, with our students and, and all the volunteers. There's so much that really goes into that. So I just want to take a moment to, to share with you a little bit further online uh, some of the material available. And naturally, we look for volunteers, right? So there's a lot with that. And okay, and how do we get over there and see what volunteer opportunities are there? So I just wanted to go through uh, a couple screens. And so if you just follow right with me. So here's the AYL student ministry page. You know, a lot of content on here. I think the piece that I would direct a little bit uh, to you too is, where are we here? Ah, closer to the bottom of this page is, is the general volunteers. And when you, when you click on that, there's all kinds of slots. Maybe you're familiar with these sort of things. Maybe you've signed up in the past a little bit like a sign-up genius. There's there's different roles. Uh, so if you feel more comfortable and and would would with all the students, uh, there's there's prayer time that are set up. There's setup sessions for prayer time, and that's one of the top ones here. And it goes all the way down for various volunteer check-ins. There's help with missions. So it, again, just kind of from left to right, there's the role, the date, the time, the location. And for, for this particular one, it shows the slots available. So the logistics, et cetera. So I did just kind of jump in here just, just to the volunteer opportunities. And it might be, okay, well, how do we how do we get there? How do how do you how do you go there? So I I'll let me back up and down select, if you will. So at least from our Friday blast that, that you should be receiving, and if you have not received the Friday blast or maybe not on distribution, you know, please let me know. I'd be happy to get your contact information and into the database so you receive this. There's various announcements. Jason has a wonderful message, and Jason's leadership is so incredible year after year after year for all the things he do, does with the students, and especially for, for AYL and the impact that it has on the students itself. As I scroll down, you may recognize this guy right here real quick as a side note. Where's Richard over there with this Kansas sweatshirt? There you are, Richard in line. Made, made, uh, made the, uh, the Friday blast. But here it is right here. You know, two-thirds, three-quarters of the way down. Here's AYL. Here's the website. When you click on that, it will go to the screens that I just showed for a moment ago here. Um, and then you'd be able to go jump jump right in for AYL activities. I, I'm especially excited. My daughter is 12. She just is now in sixth grade. So this will be her first experience going through AYL. And just for the other parents and other folks who have done so much, they, they have shared with me that it's such an impactful experience. So much so that I was able to convince my wife to be have a, a host home. So I've heard there's been various exciting. Yeah, so it's super cool. And and I'm not sure if any of you have you've done the, the host home stuff there. Uh, I welcome any tips of things not to do or what may be needed, how much repair kits I need to get from Home Depot for the house afterwards. I'm totally good with it. It's in God's plan. Whatever happens, happen. The kids have fun. That's the name of the game. So um, we're excited to be a host home. Eric I know, I, has, has been a part of AYL and if um, I'm not to say you're the SME of the group. Yeah, if you're interested in being a host host, um, 
you're not just doing it for the kids. You're doing it for yourself. If you've not seen what this does to somebody over a weekend as they disengage from their normal and they learn about a new normal, it is, it is, it is, you're not just doing it for them. Good for your family. Uh, it, it is not a big burden. They are camping in your living room is sort of the mode that you're in. You don't have to get a new couch. You don't have to get new carpet. You shouldn't have to get new carpet afterwards. They're, they're all mostly investigated. Many of them have never done this. It's been disrupted the last three years because of COVID. So it's incredibly important that it get reestablished as well. They're really looking forward to this. My pitch. Love it. Thanks. Any other comments or experiences with AYL? They they could sh quickly share anybody. All right. So um, that's happening the week of February 3rd through 5th. So that's the weekend, Friday night, um, all kinds of activities. So I'm I'm really stoked about that that experience. Comment on AYL. Lance. Anybody knows any college students that's in rate uh, they need the best support in that respect. So Jason does a great job recruiting them, but if you know somebody that would be a good addition, uh, please pass the name along. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to switch gears for a little bit here. It's not often that I pull up news from other websites, and in, um, but this I think really just caught me off guard, right? Um, maybe not off. I, I suppose a little bit at the moment of when. Um, when the event happened with DeMar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills player, right? It's been all over the news. Um, and it's certainly, I think, for the broadcasters, the commentators, and probably for many fans, weren't sure what was going to happen for DeMar, right? And there's so much to be said about that. The piece, which I found so amazing when just so wonderfully warming in the secular world that we live in right here, you see all the Bills players coming together, really as a family, and they're kneeling and praying. So in sports... There's some, you know, one-off people that do that do pray, pray, pray. Um, and do the cameras zoom in on them? Not so much anymore, especially after Tim Tebow. And I love Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow is an incredible leader, Christian leader. So when this came together and all the cameras came on, and I just thought it was so amazing and just so powerful that the prayer, the men praying together, and that just being streamed throughout the planet and all the different news channels and seeing the prayer on Good Morning America, whatever it was, the Bills players came together and prayed. So it was just super touching. I loved it. Um, and I thought it was just really cool to, to show that. Any other announcements? All right. Well, I am going to, um, we could talk about Georgia football. I'd prefer not. <laughs> Dogs are amazing. Everything Kirby smart and the team does there. That's, that's super awesome. Super fun. So super happy for the Dogs fans that are out there. Well, he's talking about ready for the 12, 12 team playoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where it goes, that's going to be, oh man, that's pretty yeah. wild. Go box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Here we go. All right. Well, at, at this particular time, I'd like to introduce our guest speaker for today, Justin Pauley. So Justin was raised in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, he, he's been married to Mindy 
for many years. I don't know how many years. Maybe you could share that. I'd like to know that. He has two children. Hadley, I think, is 14. Uh, Ellis is nine. He has a Bachelor of Science in Political Science with an emphasis on public administration from Lander University in Greenwood, South Carolina. He grew up in the Episcopal Church. He came to know Christ through Young Life, a Christian high school um, an organization focused on building relationships with high school students. He currently works and is the Director of Communications for the Georgia School Boards Association. He has spent his career in nonprofit government and small business marketing. Uh, Justin is a phenomenal fly fisherman. Yeah, I can't wait to hear more about that. Maybe just a kind of a quick side story. So Justin and, and Kurt as well, we've been in the same Sunday school class and, and we had another fellow classmate who would uh, have you know men's weekend retreats and we would go in North part of Georgia, the Sakui River, maybe you're familiar, wonderful trout. I'm not a familiar fisherman. I don't know, I know nothing about fly fishing. It looks easy to me when I see it on TV, this sort of stuff. I'm like, hey, I'll give this a whirl. Let me give this a shot. I don't have any gear. Justin, I'm like, this looks like you know, kind of fancy stuff. Justin, can we borrow your, your, your rod, your waders? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Very humble, very open to letting us use um, his equipment. Really just speaks to the character of um, character of, of probably um, the nice gear that you had. I really had no idea. Then we had the guide with us that had probably gear that we were, that were used, utilized probably for like 20 years. And I said, wait a second. This is the guide's gear, which we're supposed to be using. And, and Justin lets us use this really incredible gear and fly rod. But it was a really fun experience and fun to, to fly fish with you. Uh, Justin also served as our president of the, fun, uh, the, the Foundation Sunday School class. This goes out a, a few years ago. Um, and I'd say, you know, most recently I had a you know, great experience with Justin over, over the past year, year plus. Uh, where we partaked in our ambassador radical mentoring men's program, um, and it was you know certainly a pleasure to get to know you, Justin, and to be able to have a, a brother in Christ with you, Justin. So, um, really excited to have you up here today. So, with that, uh, please welcome Justin Pauly. Good morning. Morning. Um, I'm happy to be here. Thank you, Kevin, for inviting me. Um, I appreciate Kevin. All the we're just. I think that time when we were fishing, I think he took my gear and caught a bigger fish. So uh, he, he he may be humble, but he knows how to fish. Um, again, I I just appreciate Kevin inviting me here to to talk to you guys. Um, it's interesting that he invited me to do this and uh, because I remember when he stood at this podium um, not too many years ago and gave his talk, um, he talked about accepting invitations and not just any invitations, but God's invitations. And that really resonated with me still and kind of was part of how I got into the <laughs> radical mentoring um, <clears throat> was just Kevin spoke and then within a month or so, uh, you know, I, I got asked to be involved in that group, which I really appreciate. And I don't know that I would have done that without having that in the back of my mind to accept God's invitations. Um, so I really appreciate the opportunity. Kevin already stole a little bit of my thunder. I was going to tell you a little bit about me and my background, um, but you know that now, so I don't have to get into it. Um, 
but I do, uh, I, I do my family. I'm very proud of my wife. She's uh, a, a physician. Um, she's pediatric hematologist oncologist at Children's Hospital of Atlanta and very proud of my two girls. Um, we're entering the teenage years. And so that presents its own challenges, but God keeps us on our toes. Um, but today, I just wanted to talk a little bit about my faith story, um, the role of the church in my faith, and then how I've come to understand the importance of grace. Um, and in, in my faith story, I, I grew up, my mom and dad, um, my dad was from Connecticut, my mom was from North Carolina, she was a Southern Baptist, she was a Catholic, um, and and church was important to them. So they they kind of came together and said, okay, we're going to go to the Episcopal church, raise our family in the Episcopal church, as Kevin mentioned. And so my brother and I grew up in the church, Sunday school, um, youth group. Um, I got involved into Young Life, uh, which was pretty instrumental in, in the growth of my faith, um, but always maintained my uh, attendance to church and what that meant um, and, and how that was significant in my life. I, even in college, um, you know, you, you don't typically expect a, a male college student to regularly attend church uh, all that often when they're off at school on their own. Um, and, and that was important to me, despite the craziness of, of college and how wild that can be. Um, that was still something important. Um, and so it, it had church has always had a significant role in my life. Um, and, and the reason I tell you a little bit about these things is uh, growing up in the church, I don't know that I ever fully understood um, God's grace and the impact of what that really means. Um, I heard about it, heard about the teachings um, and, and how you, but how do you discover uh, the relational standpoint of, of God's grace. Um, and, and I think I just uh, really got focused on, okay, what are, what's the checklist? What are the things that I've got to do um, to make sure that I'm a good Christian? Um, and as men, you know, we have a lot of those checklists, you know, in everything we do, there's all kinds of accountability, rules, laws, performance, whether in sports or work, um, pretty much everywhere. Uh, we're consistently trying to improve, we're trying to win, we're trying to close that deal, uh, um, and, and we're trying to constantly live up to, to the standards um, that, that we think are important. And I think growing up in the church, I didn't fully comprehend the weight of the perceived requirements um, that, that, that the church has in what I understood as faith and the do's, the don'ts. Um, and I think really there was a big turning point in, in my life. And, and I'm probably not unlike you. I mean, I, I grew up in the church. I didn't have some significant event that changed my life and turned me into a Christian. I just, it's been just something I've always known in my life. And, and I say that because I'm sure that while some of you may have had significant events, some of you may have not had those events. And so just wanted to relate a little bit more in that way. But going through this, this radical mentoring, um, and I do have to stop and say, um, there's, there's two people that have had an impact on my faith, more than that, but just over the years. Um, and, and one would be Philip Yancey. 
um, I've he's been able to put into words things that I've looked at and just put it in more simple terms where I can understand. And then many of you you probably know Rusty Gordon. Um, he's he's my father-in-law, um, and so he has been instrumental in a lot of my faith and my faith growth. And and I appreciate Rusty and give him. I just want to give him credit and appreciation for that. Um, that he's been impactful to me, and I'm sure many others. But uh, but and and so I put him up there with Philip Yancey sometimes. <laughs> so I, Rusty, I appreciate that. Um, so through this ambassadors group, this radical mentoring, um, I I think I really discovered what God's grace is and and what that means what that means to me. And Rusty did tell me, and and many others, I'm sure that. Um, your faith's too important to place into the hands of the church, um, but you can't foster that faith without the church, uh, meaning you cannot use the church as your only faith-building experience, but we need the church for a place of worship, for community, and for service. And so how does all this tie into grace? Um, and I referred to this earlier, as men, we focus on meeting the standards, accomplishing goals, performing, fixing things. Um, we focus on what is expected, and sometimes we forget about that relational side of our faith and, and what that means for us, and, and most importantly, for others, and our role in other, in, in other people's lives through our faith. Um, and, you know, just quite honestly, we live in a world um, that's largely absent of grace, and I think we see that every day um, in everything we read. Uh, the high levels of divisiveness all over, not just in Georgia, not just in the country, but all over the world, geographically, racially, politically, um, even religious. Um, so grace is important. That concept of grace is important for, for us to really um, figure out what that means to us and how we can apply it to others. And so what, what is grace? Um, grace is the freeing concept um, it's a freeing concept. It's undeserved. It's open arms, and it's no strings attacks, attached. Um, and, and radical mentoring and the ambassadors, uh, Kevin alluded to that a little bit. It's a pretty, um, uh, it's almost a year long. Um, it, it's a very deep dive into faith, into scripture, uh, lots of reading, um, homework. So it, it, it really challenges you. Um, but you really get a lot out of it. And it was good for me. And I, I felt like I discovered through prayer and study and discussion, uh, true relationship building with God. Uh, and I think I began to understand the meaning of forgiveness, but not, not only forgiveness. Um, I think most importantly, the one thing that sets Christianity apart from almost every other uh, religion is grace. And it's a simple term, um, but it's not a simple concept. And we hear the term often in the church, and, and so have we stopped and actually really thought about how it applies to us as, as men? Um, according to Philip Yancey, grace comes free of charge to people who do not deserve it, and I am one of those people. And so grace is something that is, that is given completely undeserving, no matter the circumstances. And so I, wanna, I want you to wrap your mind around that for a moment. Um, and think of times when someone's shown you grace when you didn't 
really deserve it. Um, one of my favorite verses that we did through this radical mentoring, and it continues to stick with me, is the Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. Um, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, creating Christ Jesus to do good works, that which God has prepared in advance for us to do. That's really important to think about. And if you break that down a little bit and, and understand each section, um, I think it gives us a good understanding. You've been saved through faith, not, not by doing anything, not by you doing anything other than believing. And it's a gift. And you're not doing any work so that you can say, oh, look what I did. You're because we're created in the image of God. And he's, he's prepared us. He's gone in front of us um, so that we can do his work. And so once we accept that grace of God, real grace, despite all the mistakes, burdens, the weights we carry, um, we are forgiven by God. And even if we make more mistakes, um, God's available to us, loves us, and wants to continue that relationship. And I think that was hard for me to understand because I think I'm a little bit over analytical, I think too much, or, and, and I think as men too, we're, we're often really hard on ourselves when things don't go well, or when we can't fix a situation, or if we, if we mess up. Um, so how is grace different from forgiveness? I, I think um, that's, they're very similar, but they're also very different. Forgiveness is an act of which a wrong has occurred from one person to another. Um, sometimes forgiveness is even conditional. Um, grace is an act which is not based in right or wrong. It's a gift undeserved by the recipient. And these two concepts, uh, while they have different meanings, uh, they don't exist absent from one another. Um, God integrated these concepts together to free us and for us to free others. Um, and I believe God's grace is the best example. Um, according to Yancey uh, in Christianity, and I love this, through grace, when we sin, the king is punished, not the one who has sinned. And I love that. Um, like I said, Yancey just is able to put these things into words that, you know, it's, it's so good. And, and that's the grace of which we as Christians, we can't repay. We don't deserve it. And it's, it's a gift of love. And so finally, um, again, you know, like I said, I, I, Rusty recommended this book for me to read. And I was excited about it because I did want to talk about the concept of grace. And he said, you might, you might think about this book. So I'd encourage you all, if you're interested, What's So Amazing About Grace by Philip Yancey. I know Bob even said it's one of his favorites. Um, but Yancey points out the most vivid example of grace. And while, while on the cross, um, next to Jesus, the thief who never even knew God or Jesus or even his teachings, um, asked Jesus before they died, Jesus, remember me. And Jesus replied, today you'll be with me in paradise. And that's, that's to me, incredible. Um, because I think it's one, something we can apply to others, but most importantly, this example is important because this man never even knew Jesus, um, never knew the gospel. 
and, and he was on the cross with Jesus and he had sinned. He was a thief. Um, and, and he accepted Jesus and Jesus, therefore Jesus accepted him. And so I'll just go back to Ephesians one more time to eight through 10 for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. This is, and this is not from yourselves it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God in advance has, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So my challenge to you is uh, this: Have you have you given yourself grace and forgiveness, just as God has given us? Um, I think it's hard. We, we think about oh, we can we can forgive this person or we can give this person grace, but have you given yourself? grace in order to accept it from God. And I think that was one of the concepts that weren't, was not connecting with me, despite all the teachings of the church and, and all the, the things that I learned. Um, I got focused on the requirements of what we need to do for church and didn't really look more in depth of grace and how to understand that for, for myself. And um are you willing to pass the gift of grace to others despite their transgressions or what they've done? Um, it doesn't matter. Sometimes you just you just have to let go and let God. I think many of us have heard that before. So just want to thank you for uh, listening and um, for Kevin for inviting me to share this message. I, I, I appreciate talking. I hope you, you're able to walk away with something out of all this. So uh, thanks again, Kevin. Thank you. Justin, thank you so much for sharing that. And, and that message of grace is so important. And this certainly resonated with me. Um, the checklist world that people think they can live by, it, it, that doesn't cut it whatsoever. So in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, that's such a powerful verse. That's one that hits home to heart for me. And, and I love that message uh, that you shared and, and love that verse. So, so again, thank, thank you so much. So just out of uh, process here. So we'll have table breakout sessions here. So here's my question to you. Where or when have you either received grace or provided grace to others? And we'll come back together here in about, you know, five, six minutes for, for a report out uh, from that question. All right. So five minutes will be about 745. We'll, we'll uh, get back together here. Bob, let's see. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Bob, let's see. Yeah, I'm just by myself today, so I'll just, I'll just wait and see once what what comes up in a little we about go. five minutes. Well, well, you'll be able to report out in five minutes. <laughs> All right. You know, it's interesting. Jeff preached on and he had this illustration of handing out a little coin with wrappings. I was like, as I was listening, he used the word that I had never heard and I was like, is that a word I just used to post enough that I know? But or did he just make that up? But he caught my ear. And then I realized 
before he gave instructions about what to do the rabbi. What he was going to do. And I had this moment where God gave me just a little bit of this about 15 minutes ago. Oh, and it's like, oh, he's going to have us. We get something, we put something on, uh, give something back to God that we should not have. And I couldn't tell you the words you said before angerness or the words you said after angerness. I just heard angerness. And then I realized how often this grace that we've been given, if you don't receive it, you have a hard time continuing with somebody else. We say that in the Lord's Prayer. In order to, we want God to forgive us as we forgive others. And the second thing, I, I, I have all other experiences sometimes are big, the force level big. And you cannot wait for that person to be forgiven for you to forgive. You have to, you have to initiate that. Some days, we have a feeling too. And we just have to the fact that that person can like that. But they should not hold me hostage. And I think the Methodist Church is doing some of the work that I see. But it's also your experience. is what I wrote in my speech. What Jeff Methodist was, you can have God. So when Never know who's going to show up. This uh, this was New Year's Day. New Year's Day. And, uh, look, well, I look across the room at people I don't really see in sanctuary. But it was just nice to see Some of them were, uh, you could tell that they had been up late the night before and still got up. Yeah, we don't always read all the emails. Well, you've got all to your life based kids. Yeah. I, I lost my dad. Um, so, will this be their first time when they're old enough? We hope to last. That's why I remember that. It must be like two years before he went out and had a lot of downstairs. They were good. You don't repeat, but he told me last week. He told me last week. You want to go somewhere? And I said, fine. And there's stuff going on. It's not like the grade. That was sixth grade, seventh grade. No, it's had a lot to do. I mean, it's, you know, it always happens when you get in that age. Anyway, if they start going, wait a minute, I'm going to put ball around. I'm going to play some ball around. I'm going to play some ball around. It used to be a big, big relief.
I can only be stern. You're talking about grace. To him, I can't put a string on the other ones. I'll let them get away with jump, leaving jump. I'm like, all right, we'll regroup in about 30 seconds. The other one was saying you're not too good. They have a little small group that meets with Dollar Tree. They're just going to be up all three months for us, but she's got some more pictures up, and they're all going to be on the ground. Regroup. So just just as a, a program note for the month of February, our men's speaker will be Steve Johnson. Mr. Steve, we'll be ready for your message. Looking forward for it, to it. Yeah. <laughs> we all get grace. Right. You've seen the grace. Hopefully you provided grace for me being up here. I know you have. All right, we'll, we will uh, start and we'll just kind of go around clockwise here. Maybe we'll start over here, report. Uh, Jim, if you'd like to maybe speak, Gene, you got that? I think Mike's the one who took notes, so. Okay, here we go. Okay. Um, well, we had some great examples of grace here. Uh, Jim, uh, who was a member of this church years ago, uh, his wife died, and he still remembers so vividly a uh, a friend who had moved uh, away from here called him and said, do you want to go, go duck hunting? And he's, Jim's convinced he did it just to kind of reach out. And since that time, they have uh, reunited as very, very good friends. They still go duck hunting and it meant a lot to him. Um, Dave just says he just feels blessed his whole life. Uh, he's looking how he was raised. And uh, I don't think there was anything specifics just 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 plus um and jeff um just again um feels that you don't it's frustrating or he, he doesn't understand when people say i deserve this or i don't deserve this uh, he just feels blessed to have the grace that uh, was brought into his life in general right jeff yeah. okay um and what the, my for me for feeling blessed, uh, I was in 1968. I was drafted, went in the army, army infantry, a year in Vietnam, uh, combat infantry. And uh, after I got out, I was an officer. I probably learned more about myself and um, what I wanted to do in life. And I wasn't hurt. And I just feel the grace of God was with me on on what that experience meant. So. That's it for our table. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that, Mike. All right, we'll go to the back table. Dave, Steve, Gordon, who wants to report out? I, I, I didn't know 
that grace can come from anybody but God until it's needed. I didn't know that we could give grace, we could give forgiveness. So this is all brand new to me. And uh, so I've learned something. Uh, what else? What else do we talk well, about? We can do <laughs> and we can give ourselves grace. Yes. This is all. I need to get that book. We talked about Gordon likes to take the guitar and go play the assisted livings and, and nursing homes. And not as he doesn't just show up to play. Gordon commented that, you know, my goal is to do whatever it takes to kind of get everybody, you know, singing and jovial and that kind of thing. So that was our biggest example. You know, giving grace. And I didn't know I gave that example. So thank you very much. <laughs> I did say that though. Yes. All right, up front here. I mean, I go along with what he said about the grace and being born and raised in the Methodist Church. Um, I gotta agree with Eric. But um, we do a very bad job at the church, not this church, but just the Methodist church in general of preaching on that. But, you know, being I, I went on a acts retreat that's that's Catholic based. Um, so for that week of being at Acts, they I think they struggle with the same thing. And my wife, Southern Baptist, and goodness, Lord, they struggle with talking about grace. It's a you know, that's it's a you know, and forgiveness. But I think it's any Christian religion has a hard time verbalizing that. So, I mean, and, and just when you put yourself in your own family, we were talking about how hard I can be on my kids with AYL coming up that y'all that haven't been a host home, don't use your own kids, but we did. And, um, and my son lets me know real well, I give grace to everybody else in his group, but I don't give it to him. And then, you know, part only whatever words you want to use. But um, I got that thrown back at me about two weeks ago is I give grace to everybody else except him, his mom, and his sister when everybody's gone and they clean up for two hours after AYL is over. So I think it's just, it, it's a struggle, not only in the church, but even at your own homes. I, I struggle with that. And I noticed that when I coach my, my son, whatever, I, I could talk more about that. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. We're all hard kids. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Lance, what do we got over here? Oh, well, ditto. I didn't talk about it in my group, but I'm still hitting home. As you're talking about, like, God, how do I, I admit, admit to that 10 times over? But yeah, I mean, I have three boys, and um, I think I'm, I think I know I'm doing a better job giving grace to them. And to that extent, my wife deserves it 10 times over as well. But I'm doing a better job grazing the family because it, Looking back, I grazed everybody else, but but the family on a consistent basis. Um, I talked about losing my father and uh, focusing on him, and that he was not a Christian man growing up, and uh, really preaching to him, and uh, with assistance from others, including a chaplain through hospice. That uh, uh, he sees the light; it's through God's grace that he'll get to heaven. Uh, but um, I know, Rusty spoke a little bit. Go ahead, share your thoughts. Yeah, that was. Uh, Lance's story was really, really powerful. We had the same thing. It says, um, you, you know, that we're living in a period of time where everybody is taught always that we deserve everything. And until we can get a hold of the fact that we, uh, as Joe said, that we don't deserve it, you know, um, uh, I didn't tell the team this, but I'll tell you a, a big moment of grace. I was introduced by a minister 
to a group of foster children, pretty large group of foster children I was given a talk to. They were all teenagers and older and had a terrible life. And I was introduced to someone that pulled myself up by the bootstraps, explained what a bootstrap was, and was overwhelmed at that moment. He got up and said, thank you, but I just realized that that is just not true. That just absolutely did not happen. The truth of the matter is, is that I had been graced in my life from the beginning. I had no chance of getting out of where I was. I had no chance of becoming anything valuable uh, to the world. And um, and honestly, they didn't either until they turned to God and accepted grace that he's been about it in their lives. That was kind of the entire talk. Five minutes. So, you know, I think just we talked about you just <clears throat> we're in a deserving society born in a deserving zip code and we can't we can't perpetuate that lie you know and uh, along those same thoughts any situation that i'm in that i can remember where i have focused on providing grace to others i'm blessed in combination consistently so it comes back yeah you know unexpected but it comes back. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. All right, back corner. Richard? Oh, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pointing at you. Um, the, two, the two memorable uh, comments, um, one from George on the feeling of grace from children, grandchildren, family members, and it's what... You talked about you know you can get grace from anywhere yeah um i personally i felt a tremendous amount of grace from my sweet brother right here that sends me texts that just they start my day and they keep my day love it <laughs> yeah. i don't do it by myself but <clears throat> I, I wake up i just do it and i got so many um christian friends from Churches, family, and friends. They encourage me and they send me some nice stuff. I encourage my friends. Um, if you're blessed to have call me, I put your name in my heart address. Call Rusty. I call. I call pretty much everybody. Text is an interesting way of communicating without talking, and it's free. The Millennium kids are like that because they don't have to see this change their word. Mitchell, that's awesome. That's yeah. just amazing to go inspire others like that. That is just so exactly. neat and amazing. I, and I appreciate that. That just the ability that we have as men to go influence others, other men, our families, different communities, different circles, children. Um, so that that's awesome. I really, I'm really happy you shared that, Mitchell. Bob. What do you got going on up in Michigan? Uh, cold weather, but you, you all have been having a good, a good amount of that too. Um, but I, I see the, I don't know if you call it grace, but uh, you know our, our family has pulled together in the past week because um, wife's brother-in-law passed away of a, after a short battle of cancer of about a year. And uh, it, it's good to see Christians get together, not just as family, but at our church here. and just show grace by comforting, comforting each other saying, Hey, we, we understand what you're going through. 
um, just, you know, we want to, we're thinking about you, that sort of thing. And it's, it's, it's good to see communities come together like that. I don't know if that fits entirely with the, with the talk, but. Bob, absolutely. Absolutely. It does. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. And Bob, I hope you give me grace on changing the meeting, our men's breakfast as the first Thursday of the month. And I made it the second meeting I think you attended. So I apologize if that message well, didn't. If I had learned to read the text completely through. <laughs> That's my New Year's resolution to read the entire text. There we go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let me get let me go ahead and and close this out in in prayer. Um, so much. Yeah. Yeah. Rusty, go right ahead. One quick thing. Yeah. Jump in. Just one quick plug. Um, Kevin and Justin both referred to a program called Radical Mentoring. It's a program I've uh, an initiative I've been involved in outside the church, and um, I was fortunate to 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 be on 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 the side when we started uh, AYL back 120 years ago, and uh, had no idea that AYL would live this long, have this kind of impact. It's just been you know one of the most amazing things that. The church has embraced zeroed out my mind that radical mentoring would will if we embrace it will have uh, the same impact in this church. Eric Stevens has been through it and has been going to all the meetings and studying all the things, and he's agreed to lead it in the church. There's uh, Bob's in it. And there's going to be a, a kickoff group that starts here really soon for the next year, and it's a it's a deep dive. Any of y'all that have been on Emmaus, it's kind of like Emmaus for a year, okay? And it is a deep dive to younger men, and it will transform, you know, the men of the church. We don't have to come to these discoveries when we're 70. <laughs> we can actually do it at 40 and start dispensing breaks, you know, that God gives us, right? So I would just ask you if Eric calls on you, help. One of the biggest helps you can do is, is as Justin said, he heard someone say, accept God's invitations. Grace is being in the same group with your son in law. <laughs> that is absolute grace. Encourage young men to do it. Uh, they're wildly confused about their marriages right now. They're wildly confused about sports with their kids and what does God want done? And, you know, and it takes courage uh, and their careers and their to-do lists. And, and um, they find God on this path and get their answers. And so I would just, I just got a plug. I can't think of anything that's more important right now than, that getting behind that. So, any others? My plug. If you disagree, Kevin, you went through it. So, it's crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of meat to it. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Um, and certainly a, a transformational experience. Just exactly what you said, Rusty. All right. How about we go ahead and bow our heads in prayer? Holy Spirit among us. We thank you for the unconditional love and grace. May the words spoken by Justin about grace, may the words in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, fill our hearts and minds, encourage us each day to, to walk the walk and walk others to you. 
make it strong and courageous for this road ahead in 2023. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, gentlemen, have a great rest of the day. We'll well see you in February.